Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Comics of Podcast, where we talk about your favorite movies, music, TV shows, and more. I'm Tori. And I'm Mia. Oh my god, you guys, the historical junkies. It's been a minute. <laughs> it's been a minute since me and Mia have got to just chit-chat. Um, We're not gone, it's just that I haven't found anything that I've wanted either of us to watch. So. <laughs> <laughs> and on the Korean side, there's no historic well there's one but i'm not bloody heart is that. out yeah it's too oh, tragic i just like bloody heart is out red sleeve people said was good but honestly y'all if it doesn't pique our interest we're not gonna watch it we're not gonna force ourselves to watch it um oh but lee j wook's new one we might watch that because i know hmm? you like him oh yes 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 that's that's and jung Min yes. is in it and it's not based in Jolson area and it's, it's magical period he said so me i know what you need you don't need another Jolson era i'm gonna give you what you need my give king me what you need right so we probably will watch that um i feel like there's some other historical wait i'm trying to think i don't think there's any other Korean you know what's wild though for too i don't mean to interrupt you but you know what's no, wild that that um i remember you mentioning a while ago i don't know how long ago but you mentioned that unwu was in that rookie historian one i'm watching yes. it and i'm kind of enjoying it so exactly like <laughs> so good actually i actually also watched the one with Tekken, which was the, oh, the inspector enjoy one oh, okay. and it's like a basic as historical and sometimes you just need a base gas historical sometimes historicals be trying to outdo themselves yeah. and it it's not fun but yes alchemy of souls which is starring lee J. wook and one of my personal favorite baddies jung so min it's supposed to be coming out in june 18th so we got like two weeks um, oh wow so that comes out it's all about um romance fantasy spirits and shit um so i'm down i'm down for it Uh, wait hold on tale of the yes tale of the nine tale of the nine is has two seasons coming up the only reason i would watch the second season did you see who the female lead is no it's kim so young the woman that you like from the memes her her yes i said I didn't watch the first season. I'm not going to watch the first season. But Listen, Kim So Young and she's gonna Lee give, Dong Lee, she give acting. Oh, and I know it's supposed to be a tragedy because it's supposed to be like his backstory of the why he is the way he is. So mm. Mm, I might just have to because Kim So Young is that bitch, right? So, yes. And oh wow, Kim Bum is in this. What? What? Yes. Excuse- was he in the first one? And I just yes, on that. they were. He oh, was. He's okay. Lee little brother. Gotcha. See, I didn't watch. I watched episode one of the first one, and I was like, eh, "I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little bored. Wee bit bored." Um, I mean, I'm just sick of all of the modern day based off fable, folk tales, mythical creatures stories being about a man and a young woman. Like, mm, yeah. it's tiring like y'all had your fun with goblin after that it's done and goblin's problematic <laughs> ass like really oh we're gosh. done with it but there's only like four historicals coming up i've never seen this one called song of the bandits 
What is this? An action melodrama in which the people who have been deprived of their livelihoods blow a refreshing shot for their family and colleagues. Oh, it's set in colonial period, though. Oh, but Kim Nam Gil is the star of it. Oh, fuck. Really? What's the name of this? I'm going to look on my drama list. It says it's Song of the Bandits. It's supposed to come out on Netflix. Oh, Nia, this is a budget. Oh, they're going to get budget. Wait, question. Is it veteran actors? Yeah, well, the lead is Soyeon. From like oh, Shinner's wow. Day. But I'm looking oh, at the rest of the cast. Yu Jae Myung, like, but Kim Down Gil alone is like, I mean, mm. I don't like, like watching Colonial Period stuff. I don't either. Listen, I tried seven times, seven <laughs> to watch, um, what's it called? Bridal, Bridal Mask. Mask. Couldn't yes. get through it to save my life. So, yeah, this period. And also, there was that, um, that one that just finished that I told you about, the one that had Rowan in it. Um, that one there was like a episode tomorrow? Of spoilers. Yeah, tomorrow they uh, had an episode about this period, and I was like, "This is just so hard to watch." I don't think this. You know, they're doing Astral season two, right? <sighs> deep sigh, <laughs> deep sigh. <laughs> Listen, I feel like people, everyone who once liked that show, are you still even curious about it? Because I don't remember the narrative. I don't remember nothing. I just remember Song Joong Ki was giving looks. And like he was playing two characters, and I'm just like, eh, are we? What's gonna happen? Like, wh- why? <laughs> why make a season yeah. two when it's been 500 years? But anyway, Which, will, yeah. I but really... I think the 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 staleness of Korean historicals has pushed me to find historicals in another country, which is why we're here today. Actually, y'all know I watch Chinese historicals, and yes, I'm going to watch. What is it? Splendor of Love? Is that what it's called? Because baby, when a when a Chinese oh it's called a Dream of Splendor. When a Chinese historical opens up with an eight point six rating from the general public, you know I have to watch this. I was gonna watch oh, wow. it anyway if they didn't do it because Chin Chao is in it, and that man can act his ass off in anything. So <laughs> um of course I'll be watching that and I'll probably do a review on it. Um, once it gets done, damn, you know what? It's so funny how short Chinese drama airing times are. Near this drama started June 2nd. Guess when it ends? This month? Next month? Ju- July 7th. It's 40 episodes. Oh, what? That's crazy. <laughs> they're releasing like two, they're like, really, they, I think they release six episodes a week on VIP. Jeez. Yeah. That's why the Chinese drama industry is so quick to turn over six episodes a month. And I think it already has, it's already 15 episodes out. I think it already has 500 million views. So, uh, yeah, That's I will crazy. be watching that. But yes, the staleness of Korean um, Korean historicals and their, their obsession with the Joseon era, unwilling to actually create stories and make everything based off actual historical facts. I mean has pushed me into trying historicals from other country and so your girl has been on a thailand historical drama binge now if you've listened to this podcast before you know that i am a um i'm a, a casual bl fan i stopped watching a lot of bls after being traumatized um by the ending of a taiwanese bl uh, thank you so much make our days count um but i've jumped back i started watching I don't know what I started doing. I think I started watching. I started watching one extremely popular Thai uh, 
historical. And the first time I started trying to watch them, Nia, I haven't mm-hmm. had to look for subs like this since oh, 2013. Wow. I, like, I downloaded so Telegram. Listen, what? I downloaded Telegram. I was like playing videos like you had to like find their facebook page and then add their telegram account and do shit like this but i figured it out now because a lot of them a lot of these thai dramas that come out are on netflix in thailand and so then people get the videos that way so if you want Mm. to watch thai historicals you have to come join our discord and i'll show you how to get there um i don't want this to be hard for you but for me when i first watch um love destiny which is one of the ones we'll talk about it's probably the most um popular thai historical Mm -hmm. i was like scouring facebook and everything but you know i figured it out the girls have made it a little bit easier but i'm gonna need netflix is really gonna have to stop with this you can't have access to this con- this content because you don't live in oh, this country yeah. bullshit <laughs> region locking is crazy like your netflix why do you have different catalogs for different countries just put everything for everyone like and what? i think some of it has to do with like music copyright infringement but this is a historical drama that is based in like 1700s it's not using britney spears music in the background so i need you to, <laughs> right i need you to ease up on the the gatekeeping um but i've enjoyed it it's been a very interesting it's been a very interesting um little journey i'm having because i feel like i've watched like the most popular ones and now i'm kind of getting to like niche ones and of course you know me i always say this do not trust the ratings on any platform <laughs> i know <laughs> i can have a a sometimes i'll go look for dramas and i'll look at reviews and stuff like this and like it was boring the the the, the one turnoff that i have for most <laughs> most reviews is that oh the female lead was so annoying i was like oh okay you <laughs> i already know what type of person you are because what <laughs> like if you yeah. include that in your review for a show i'm like oh you didn't watch the show properly you were here to just stare at the male lead that's what that was um so being someone who's mainly consumed just like bl tween modern rom-com thai dramas getting into thai historicals was interesting um and so I feel like I've watched like five or six of them. Um, and so I'm going to go over the top three that are recommended by a lot of people who like habitually watch Lockhorns. That's what they're called. Lockhorns. It's mm-hmm. kind of like soap operas. Um, I've talked about on this before, like the most craziest shows that I've ever watched have either been Chinese or Thai or even synopsis that I've read have either been Chinese or Thai. <laughs> and Lockhorns do have that kind of um Mokjang esque drama to them that just can't mm-hmm. be it's just part of how the media is created. Like most like if you watch a lot of Western media, there's sex and everything, right? If you watch a lot of yeah. Korean dramas, it's a lot of slow burn, it's a lot of um slow-mo heartbeats in the background. Like there's signatures to every single country and the continent they make and thailand is definitely we like we got to give you a few slaps there's got to be you know an evil mother-in-law 
there's got to be, you know, a little bit more drama than you expected. Somebody's life will be on the line. I've seen more people get shot and stabbed <laughs> and plot other people's death <laughs> in like the six, like the, the four or six type dramas I've watched over the past weeks than I have in a lot of different <laughs> shows that are like tagged <laughs> romance. They're like, and they like make very extreme situations because Thailand does do something, Nia, that I think you'd enjoy, which they have a pretty good few of arranged marriages or forced marriage or contract marriages we have like mm. that's like a, a generous uh topic in a lot of the stories so interesting with that being said <laughs> we're gonna go over the top three thai historicals and i'm gonna talk about what i like what i don't like from them and um hopefully you guys will be interested in it so first we're gonna talk about um a Thai historical. Oh, also, my apologies for all the mispronunciations that are about to happen. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's called Nung Dao Fai Dio. It's called one, also known as One Land One Sky. It stars um, Tay and James. Now, here's the thing: Thailand has a small acting community, like South Korea does, but smaller. So a lot of the ma- the main leads you see in very popular shows have been mainly the pretty popular shows. So, like, you know how you watch a show? It's like, oh, I like this female lead. Watch another show. Oh, I like that male lead. Oh, I wonder if they work together. They most definitely have. <laughs> they most <laughs> okay, definitely have worked small. together. <laughs> yeah, so it's super small. You see familiar faces very often. And so, Nung, um, Nung Dao Fa Diol so stars Tay and James, and I've seen Tay and James in other projects as well. It's set in Ayutthaya, which is a kingdom um, that was it's an ancient historical Thai kingdom that was from 1351 to 1767. Um, and so it's basically based, it's during the fall of Ayutthaya, like how Ayutthaya falls. And so also so one thing that I did end up learning a lot about was Thai history while watching this. Um, Thailand has never been colonized. And so mm. that's always interesting seeing a country that's never been colonized. Not that they didn't try. The Dutch tried. <laughs> Thailand said, fuck that shit. <laughs> um, period. Period. Like, I love that for them. Like, it's amazing. And so, and this one is my probably the least favorite out of the top three that I've watched. It's um, basically about a man who is pretending to be a eunuch in the palace um, of the current dynasty because he's trying to find out who killed his mother and father. His father was the son of a rich man who was basically, I guess, conspired against by his best friend who was a rich man. And so the son survived the you know assassination attempt against him turned into this basically robin hood of a bandit you know he stole it from the rich given to the poor but this man would would kill anybody on sight and i mean on sight <laughs> and so to get back at at the man who set up his dad he steals the man's wife they end up falling in love and getting married and so several times her father tries to come and take her back home he finally takes her home and then makes her a palace maid so her husband can't get her and the the robin hood bandit basically ends up starting to help ayutia fight against the burmese and he ends up dying um 
and is branded as a traitor. And then the wife ends up dying from quote unquote suicide in the palace. And so this, the main star whose name is James is he, he basically came into the palace as a, he's pretending to be a eunuch. He's not actually castrated. Him and his friend are pretending to be eunuchs and they're under like the guise of the head eunuch. And so the story starts when the female lead, Meng Mao, who is like this, she's the daughter of a rich man who owns a paper factory. Um, she, you know, doesn't like to be on blind dates. She's very independent for someone in this time. She doesn't, you know, she wants to be, you know, an, uh, she doesn't want to have to be forced into marriage. She's basically ends mm-hmm. up becoming the, f- like a, favorite citizen of the current queen like she's good at you know solving riddles and she's very smart you know all that stuff right and so what basically ends up happening is that these two people meet and at first they don't like each other but then they come to love each other and all that good stuff and so the whole story Mm -hmm. is based in like um watching this kingdom fall in on itself um it's a palace life which i hadn't watched before in thailand so you know you've got concubines and queens and you know power and all that stuff and then you also have like this other story of these two guys trying not to be caught um as eunuchs because then they will definitely be killed because the only men who can work so closely with um female royalty are men who are eunuchs and then it's them coming together to help bring the country into a new era right so Mm -hmm. it's a fun watch now i have to warn you (laughs) i'm not gonna be mean i'm gonna warn you now (laughs) most thai normal dramas that aren't like tween or like bl dramas are at least an hour and 30 minutes every episode jeez an hour an hour and a half (laughs) Nia. that's a movie <laughs> the duration for this one is one hour and 50 minutes now there were some episodes that were like one hour 20 um one hour 50 some of them were just only 15 minutes but there's 17 episodes and they're two hours each <laughs> goodness so gosh. be warned i'm warning you but it's it's worth it for some of the dramas right especially if you enjoy historicals and so you kind of get to watch the, you know, the conflict between the eunuchs, the conflict between the rural people, the conflict between Ayutthaya and the Burmese, the conflict between Ayutthaya themselves, because the whole main villain of the story is a, like, a royal consort who basically, mm-hmm. for the second time, listen to me now, the second time is willing to serve up her country on a platform to the enemy to be the queen. And I was like, you oh, go wow. right i was like out of i don't know if you annoy me more or the bitches who plot to kill children in other harem dramas annoy me more because this is not the first time she's done this her her backers and her have like served up they the reason that his father the main lead's father died in the first place and was branded as a traitor is because they gave information and like but they turned around and killed him and then like gave profits to the burmese like land and so mm-hmm. now that the burmese army is stronger under its new prince and it's like it's like surrounded Atia, Ayutia. it's like like 
cutting off supplies. Like, Ayutia is on its last motherfucking legs. And so this woman is like, you know what we should do to survive this? Because if we get caught, we'll end up being slaves like the rest of the royal family. I'm going to give them all the information they need, money, weapons. You just have to make me the ruler over these people once you've taken over the city. And I'm just sitting here like, do you want to be queen that bad? Because who is to say that they won't turn on your ass as soon as this shit is done? <laughs> right. Like, like, as soon as this shit is done. <laughs> it doesn't make no sense. She's it not makes, thinking ahead at all. She's not. And so, you know, watching evil people be evil. And I think, I don't know if this was exactly how Ayutthaya fell, but the idea that one person is at fault for the fall of an entire country, well, I can't completely blame her because the army is also noble men noble old men will never not get on my nerves <laughs> like the <laughs> the main like the main one of the protagonists in the story is the a general who ends up becoming king later but he's talking about well we should prepare now we should probably prepare now he's like we should probably do this now and they're like no that's not that's not necessary no no i think we're okay even though the Bernie Weiss army is getting closer to the capital every single day like <laughs> they set That's up crazy like when i say you can look out the palace walls and see the burmese army and these bitches were still not doing anything i was like oh y'all go all go to hell in a handbasket all of you and it's <laughs> all because this man is like half chinese and i'm like what the fuck does that matter he's out here saving lives and making sure the people don't die but y'all don't give a fuck about that we'll get to the parts i didn't like so things i did like about the story the setting was beautiful um i feel like it's always for people who love historicals a part of it is costumes so getting to see the traditional thai wear traditional thai practices um how how royalty is treated versus nobility versus you know citizens and all that good stuff i thought that was great the acting there wasn't most most times when i thought the acting was bad everything was good like i said because the acting circles so small these actors have worked in projects back to back for years so it's not hard to get enriched into the story i do think the chemistry is very mild for between the mainly the female lead is mild but i mean the story is more focused on this man's quest for revenge in the middle of this kingdom falling so their love is kind of a back burner but when they do have cute moments it's kind of like one of those silent cute moments like small intimacies rather than big gestures of love which i think is great mm-hmm. also fine brown men i'm never gonna not pass up a challenge to watch fine men of color on my screen like it's period. period um so watching that and you know the action scenes i feel like most action scenes in most Thai dramas are have that kind of like old school touch on them. It's like they're not, mm. it's not blockbuster, but it's not awful either. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, sort of in the middle. Yeah, it's, like, um, it's believable. It's enough. <laughs> it's enough. Um, what I didn't like, um, one the first thing that I didn't like is because James I don't let me check this. I don't think James is actually is James I don't think James is mixed. I think he's full Thai, but because he looks kind of foreign or like he has Chinese descent in him somewhere, I guess. Um well the story is that his mother is per, not P- Portuguese or something like that. She's like half Portuguese, half Thai. 
And so he's like three thirds Thai and one third, well, three fourths Thai and one um, fourth Portuguese or whatever, and makes him look a tad bit foreign. But every time he tries, so he was after his father started becoming abandoned and working for with the military he sent his son to a temple right so he learned how to you know military strategies readings and all of this good stuff but um anytime he tries to make suggestions to the people who run the army about what they should be doing next and why they should be worried about what the Burmese are doing. They're like, you're not of this country. So your opinion doesn't matter. And I'm sitting here like this man has been a eunuch in this palace (laughs) for like 10 years and has not done anything to ever betray anybody. And y'all don't want to take his information because he might be one third Portuguese. I was saying, like, it made, like, he was, like, when he was hearing about the Burmese, like, making moves, and they're, like, they didn't come straight to attract the, uh, uh, attack the city, he was, like, don't y'all think we should set up an army around the other side, because we're, like, in the middle of the land, it can't be surrounded, and they're, like, no, that's not gonna happen, but what does the Burmese do? Surround the fucking city, and I'm sitting here, like, you, <laughs> you bitches wanted the kingdom to fall at this point, because you're not listening to anybody it was just it was the most frustrating thing um Mm. another thing and i know this because it's in the 1700s but i felt like there was a little bit too much emphasis on they kept saying and i don't know this could be a mistranslation of the subtitles they kept saying anytime one of the eunuchs did something or could have done something like a lot of the stuff when the male lead um um he has to hide the fact that he can fight with swords because eunuchs aren't taught to fight or anything like that. And so mm-hmm. when he's, when suspicion starts to fall on him for like saving somebody or being smart enough to know military stuff, they always say, well, he's not a real man because eunuchs are castrated. And I'm like, this emphasis that a penis makes you a real man is getting on my nerves. It was like several times they just talked about eunuchs like, oh, they're just women. They're just, you know, they're nothing they're just similar to women because they don't have dicks. And I'm just sitting here like, that's stupid. Mm. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, it was, it was one of those things where like, okay, this is in the 1700s. I have to get past it, but I couldn't because they kept emphasizing it. Even when the female lead was starting to fall in love with this man, she, her friend would be like, he's not a real man. You can't fall in love with him. And I'm like, what the fuck does him having a dick or not have right. to do with love? <laughs> well, yeah. So that's a frustrating part of it. I'm going to warn you now that that's like heavily emphasized a lot in the series. It was, it's a point they keep making. Cause I feel like the drama is then making its point that he is a real man because he can fight and because he is smart and because he's not actually a eunuch, which was pissing me. I think that's what pissed me off more. You know what I'm saying? Like I would have mm-hmm. loved the story more yeah. if he was actually castrated. Cause Right, because then it proves your dumb, <laughs> your d- dumb revolution that a penis makes you, you know, different from somebody else. Also, I think because, um, because Thai dramas, well, because Thailand as a country has never been colonized, their religion, their like traditional religion, was never ever taken out of society either. So, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think being gay is wrong in a buddhist religion 
I'm not sure either. Buddhism. Let me just make sure. Um, yeah, I don't. I think Buddhism is. Yeah, there's no stigma on homosexual relationships in early Buddhism, according to some scholars and according to Wikipedia. But I feel like that it's also one of the reasons that Thai has a very big growing um, BL uh, representation in the media. But they also have a very large LGBT community in Thailand. Um, because it's not stigmatized by religion like other Western states. So there is this thing where uh, eunuchs are like, a lot of eunuchs are gay. And I don't know if that's by choice, because I feel like a lot of people don't realize that eunuchs are becoming eunuchs as children. Like, mm-hmm. they, right. they're like either, you know, inherited children of slaves or the children of Mm. Um, the children of people who are prisoners and things like that and usually they don't become eunuchs by choice so it's an interesting dynamic to also have the story where um, a lot of the eunuchs can be perceived as traditional gay characters mm-hmm. so that's also an interesting fact I don't think I I mean, I didn't hate it, but it was just like, oh, okay. It just wasn't as annoying a little bit. Yeah. It just wasn't as taboo as it would have been like in a Korean historical. You know what I'm saying? Like in a Korean historical, right. if two men were having sex and, and the kid, I don't, I, don't, I think homosexuality, homosexuality is looked down upon in Confucianism. I'm not sure. I'd have to double check that. But because it's. Not- I feel like that's correct. Yeah. I feel like it's not looked down because it's not looked down in a buddhist religion the eunuchs you know having male escorts or you know being in love with other men is not something that's like whoa (laughs) you know what i'm saying so that was refreshing to see at the very least that makes sense yeah and so no it makes sense yeah um but other things that i didn't like that's not something i didn't like that's just something i want to point out stuff that i didn't like they had a plot where now i'm now, I say all that to preface this for this plot point, right? So it's not just the male lead who's pretending to be a eunuch. His best friend, who was also a child that grew up, like, he was one of the bandit's children, um, is also pretending to be a eunuch, right? And so because there's infighting between the eunuchs about who's going to be the head of eunuch after, <laughs> after, okay, I guess I have to explain this. I was trying not to make this long, but I got to <laughs> explain it. Okay, so they go on, like, a, a royal hunting or, like, whatever in the forest, right? And so the the royal consort wants to injure Meng Mao because she's um, annoying her, but she also, like, um, she solved her riddle, and the riddles were making her popular amongst, um, well, it was, it let her outdo the queen, but now since the queen has the female lead, she can't be outdone anymore. And so guess what her bright idea was? Her bright idea was that they were going to agitate the elephants that they caught and have them go on a rampage and then kill the female lead in the chaos. Mm-hmm. Now, does that sound like a good idea to you, Nia? It's, it sounds like chaos. Chaos, right. <laughs> like you just said. Now, while this is happening, the head eunuch that helped our male lead sneak into the um sneak into the being a eunuch or whatever is nervous because he sees that 
um, the male lead is kind of falling for the female lead, even though he doesn't realize it. So he drugs him and then tries to castrate him. And so then the elephants are going on a rampage. And so he goes out to see what's happening and gets stomped to death by an elephant. Now that is over. Uh, <laughs> girl, what I said, is that how we're dealing with this storyline? <laughs> I'm like, that's a plot. A plot. Um, right. So now that he's dead, a new head eunuch has to be chosen. The male lead gets to be chosen to be the new head eunuch. And so a eunuch who was the same rank as him wants to take him down. And so they try to get them searched to make sure if they are eunuchs or not, like if they've been castrated or not, which is also something that was just terrifying. There was like, they're like strip now. So we could check if you have a dick or not. And that was just annoying. But to mm. combat this, the best friend basically sacrifices himself and says that, well, first he tells them about what the other eunuchs have been doing, which is letting male escorts into the palace, which is against palace rules, gay or not. It's like you just can't have outside people in the palace. And so he then says that he was forced to be an escort to the other eunuchs. And he does this so he could protect his best friend, but they kill him. And I'm like, I kill him. Yeah, they basically so it's against the rules to do that. Um and they find out that he is not a eunuch. So he the male lead basically has to sentence his best friend to death. And I was just like, I felt like that was unnecessary. That was that was uncalled for. Yeah. So I didn't like that plot. And then they had a very lukewarm ending to the revenge, because the revenge was supposed to be like the biggest plot for the male lead in general. And the way they ended it is that once Ayutia fell, the queen basically went, the royal consort basically went crazy, even though she's the one who killed his mother and was one of the causes to kill his father. And so it was that, oh, I'm the bigger person. I'm the good person. So I'm not going to kill her. I was like, head on a spike. She, this woman, um, his mother was a cook who helped, you know, her help this woman when she came to the palace and she drowned her in a pond wow right and i was like so she's like because she's gone crazy that's revenge enough and i'm like it's not but cool whatever this story has morals (laughs) better than me but um (laughs) this is like one of the top three rated um thai dramas i give it a 7.5 just because the ending didn't suffice me um i didn't like a lot of the rhetoric about being a real man and stuff like that and of course i know it's yeah. for the times but it gets annoying when it's just constantly yeah i was gonna ask used. you like <laughs> is it worth top three if they constantly pull like the real men thing because i feel like that would get very annoying very fast it would get it does get annoying very fast i i i say it's worth it if you like historicals um but i don't think this is like your priority list it's a watch mm, it's gotcha, not gotcha. like a must watch yeah. Moving on to gotcha. my second one that I've really enjoyed, which is also a top rated, it's called mm, Padi Warada or Beloved Loyal Wife, starring James, yes, the male lead from the, the last <laughs> one. <laughs> he said it's time to work. And Bella. This was, came out in 2016. It's like set in the 60s. But I'ma read you the the I'ma read you the synopsis of it. I'm gonna tell you what the story's about, okay? The synopsis. Okay. <laughs> to show gratitude to her adopted father, Rin, um, 
Rapi accepts to disguise herself as his real daughter and marry Saran to keep the promise their fathers had made when they in the past. Saran is a cold-hearted guy who suffers from his previous love. Although he knows that Rin's adopted family has deceived him, he does not wish to return his bride, since he gets to know her beauty and kindness. Love slowly grows, but soon their love is tested when um, Dong Sawad, his ex-lover, returns to him, while Rin also feels guilty with the secret that she's been hiding from him. Now, from that synopsis alone, would you watch the show? Uh, I, that's, <clears throat> maybe? I don't know. Okay. 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 What about like it's I'm on the fence. Like what's keeping you on the fence? What is not selling it? I don't know. It seems like well, I guess it's because the last one was just chaos and you told me about the like murder and killing and this one seems very like blander, but I mean it still sounds like interesting, but I wonder if it's as chaotic. And I think that could be a good thing because yeah. too much chaos can get a little bit too intense yes yes. so this one has nothing to do with war has nothing to do with palaces has nothing to do with this this is set in this like i say it's the 60s it might be the 70s but it's it's a very heavy romance story and i love it but i Mm. hate it now let's just get going okay (laughs) let's just start off with like episode one you come up to this you know it's like let's set the scene for the female lady and what situation she's in right She's adopted into this rich family. They found her in a wrapped in a blanket outside, and the mom, who already had two daughters, was like, "Um, a child outside? Absolutely not. Got to take her in." And she grows up to be. I. They like to say that she's like a daughter, but there's this thing in like Thailand, you know, like in most Asian cultures, when somebody is specifically in Thailand, but like it's like when you are a servant in the house, you always sit on your knees in front of people who are not servants, right? And so mm-hmm. that's like their whole dynamic and how they're talking. There's like, oh, she's not a servant she's like a sister i was like but she's on her knees talking to you but okay (laughs) right yeah and there's this and they don't treat her really like a servant i mean she does stuff because she's good at it also because the mom has passed down all of her like wifely stuff to rapi instead of like her older her other children who by benefit don't have to be good wives because they're like want to be you know millennial women right because this is like the 60s and 70s and the the thoughts about marriage and women are changing one daughter wants to study abroad the other one goes out dancing and stuff like that and i'm like "Mm, okay (laughs) fine whatever and so they don't like it's not like a cinderella stepsisters kind of vibe they love her but there's still like that invisible wall of that she's not blood related and you'll get to why we get to that in a second because when um i'll tell you why she's pretending to be their daughter um legal daughter quote unquote uh so we have our male lead his story is that his father committed suicide after losing their business and so him and his his mother's been a single mother taking care of him and now he's a sheriff he's a police officer and so he's doing what he got to do to earn money he wants to you know um buy back his house for his mom and all that good stuff um he's been in love with this woman his next door neighbor for like 10 years. <laughs> and so when he proposes, she says to him, I can't, my parents are having me get married to a richer man. He's got a house, he's got a mansion. She's like, I can't do it. Now, 
what do you think this man who's been in love with this woman for 10 years what do you think his response will be near to this rejection hmm. i feel like the the correct thing would for him to be like okay like respect that i mean i know she may not love the guy she's gonna marry but like not try to be pushy but does he do that does he like try to force no. like stalk her and stuff okay D- no okay. okay a little okay if you had just up the drama you think stalking would be what he would do yeah mm. the man jumps into a body of water and tries to drown himself in front of her <gasps> what and i was like red what? flag <laughs> red flag <laughs> biggest red flag yeah what i said what? i said am i supposed to f- is this supposed to be the male lead that i was supposed to fall in love with because because he just threatened his life what? he just used his life as leverage to, to, in this relationship and so he he you know he's fine um but he's crushed you know he's only loved this woman this is the only one he's ever left for 10 years. And I'm like, okay, cool. But s- suicide isn't the answer. Um, even then, I don't think he actually wanted to die. I think he was just putting on a show to get her to say yes. She doesn't, though. <laughs> and so, uh, right, Okay, that's that's a shock. Okay, I'm oh, glad no, she didn't. No, manipulation. Said, I'm still not going to marry your broke ass, basically. <laughs> 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 that's basically what that was. So he said, and his mom was like, ding, ding, ding. You have to erase the old love with a new love. So I'm going to write a letter to your father's friend who we have a child um, arranged marriage with. And you're just going to marry his daughter and everything's going to be easy peasy, lemon squeezy. So the rich family gets this letter and they're like, our children marry a sheriff? That man could die any minute. Absolutely not. Um, but the dad who I guess was best friends with this man is like, he's ready to, he's ready to actually let his oldest daughter marry him. Right. He's like, I know he mm-hmm. doesn't have the most ideal job, but he's the son of my best friend. I'm pretty sure he's a good kid. Everything would be okay. He's like, I cannot not keep my promise. Now that this man, is, you know, my best friend is dead. And so to take a burden, well, not even take a burden off of everyone. The mother asks the adopted daughter well she's not even her adopted daughter right now but she asked the female lead will you pretend to be the oldest sister and marry this man for us and because she feels gratitude for them pretend yeah she's going to pretend to be the sister that was supposed to marry the male lead right and um he's like she's like i've taught you're gonna be a good wife i know you're gonna be a good wife and out of out of like then i guess it's to pay back this family for taking care of her she's like yes i'll do it and of course the sister is like no you can't make her do this like we love her we like and she's like i'm gonna do it because you know the mother acts and it would just you know ease a burden on everybody and all this stuff here's the thing though the only reason now i said this before i don't like what people do um fake identities and stories because Mm-hmm. that's a betrayal to me too but the only reason i'm okay with this is because he sees at a party at the beginning of the sh- episode one the male lead sees the woman he was supposed to marry or like he knows her name and he sees her and he, mm-hmm. he, the woman he gets married to is not her he's like 
And so also this is another blow at his self-confidence, but he's like, oh, so you sent somebody fake instead. And so all hell kind of breaks loose. She not, okay, so this man, I think also to make sure that they wouldn't marry their daughter off to him, he signs up to become a sheriff in a town where bandits are wreaking havoc. Like they're stealing um women, they're the police can't even go up against them, and so he's gonna go be the new sheriff in this town. And so she the the female lead moves down to that town so they can get married, and literally the first episode ends with him raising a gun to her. <laughs> she comes to meet him what? and he raises the gun and points it at her and then shoots it off to the side. And I'm like, how in the hell? <laughs> In what world am I supposed to love this man, right? This is only the beginning, Nia, because right. not only is he like, well, first he's mad because he's like, I know you're lying to me. <laughs> um, she, you know, but she's pretending that she's the, you know, the sister that's supposed to marry him. He's like, this is hilarious to me, but whatever. Um, he ignores her. He doesn't talk to her. He makes her feel bad. But I liked it because the female lead is just like, okay, I'm only going to take your shit for so long, right? There's that, right? But then, 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 because we can't, we can't go through this without it being a little bit more dramatic. His ex comes to find him on their wedding day because oh, no. the man she married lied to her, basically, I guess, her parents about being rich. He's going to sell the mansion they have because he wants to study abroad and be a teacher. And she's like, a teacher? in this economy and what salary bitch <laughs> a teacher so her immediate thought is okay the man whose heart i broke gotta go back to him so she shows up to his new house in black nia in black <laughs> she didn't know it was their wedding but she shows up in black on their wedding day and he's like at first he's just like um he's receptive to a point but he's like still broken um but when his mother was like you guys get the fuck out of dodge because this this is this is after you know they go into the you know the bedroom they have the bedroom ceremony or whatever he sneaks out the window to go talk to her they hug she's like he lied to me he lied to me he's like i still love you don't you still love me and all this other shit she's like i never loved him and he's like yeah but i just got married so what do you like we're not doing concubines and shit in the 60s and so is she gonna give up absolutely not we wouldn't have a plot she moves in next door next door yeah oh not next door door, calling him to fix her you know her lighting and all of this other shit oh oh my god it was really listen and the male lead is never like firm with her until like later into the series when he starts falling in love with the female lead um but it's just like that constant uh that constant being like i can have this man back i hate characters like that i can have you back whenever i want even though i broke your heart bullshit and he's like receptive to it to a point and so um i'll talk about why i watched all 14 episodes um james the male lead, the actor, is very good at flirting. Nia, he's so fucking good. The cute he moments is. he has with the female lead, I'm like, shit. Okay, I'll forgive you for that shitty thing you just did. 
I'll forgive you because that was a delivery. That was a great delivery. Like any of his flirting, you know how sometimes um, male characters flirt and you're like, was that supposed to be charming? Was I supposed to find that interesting? This man is great at that shit. And I'm like, it's giving written by a woman. It's giving romance novel. He's (laughs) delivering on all cores, tens across the board. And so they're just like, I just kept watching the series. It's like, am I supposed to love this man? Or am I supposed to hate him? I can't decide. And I don't think I could decide <laughs> until the end. But he was very indecisive. Um, but I like I liked him. I love the chemistry they have. I think Bella Bella, um, I'll talk about her in the, the next series we have, but she's a she's very good at selling her characters. Um, this character is very, you know, like conservative to a point. She's like the why the reason it's called Padi Warada is because this is supposed to be the goddess who's supposed to be the perfect wife. And that's what the mother the adoptive mother the female lead says to the male lead she's like she's the perfect wife she won't ever do you wrong treat her right and she's a great wife she cooks she cleans she sews all that good stuff but um she's not docile like she she Mm -hmm. uh expresses her anger her frustration with the male lead his constant ignoring her they have tiffs they talk they communicate and so it's really good and of course, the drama doesn't end because guess what, Nia? Guess what? I I bet you can guess what, what the plot twist is about her identity. Oh no! Don't tell me she's like a oh, no. half sister. No, no. We're or not something. that mock dog. <laughs> okay. okay. Her dad's rich. Her daddy is oh. rich. So this goes from being like um, arranged marriage between frenemies to rich woman, poor man real quick and you know that was like his it's his that's his biggest flaw is his insecurity about money and stuff like that and so a lot of the tension that they have towards the end even after they fall in love is because he doesn't think she's good enough to be with her because she's the heiress to one of these richest families and her brother is his best friend that has nothing to do with it but they're from a big family right I mean, she's from a big family. She's got mm-hmm. long money. Like, long. She's the richest person in this series. <laughs> oh, wow. Right? Um, So, I thought that was really... It was frustrating to see because I like I knew that they needed a little bit more. They could just give them a complete happy ending after the second. The second female lead doesn't go away because she's the one who's, like, goading the male lead about... Um, the female lead being a rich heiress and how she's untouchable now because she literally just wants to see their life destroyed because what happens is that her brother what well they we figure out why the father committed suicide is because he owed money to a lot of people and one of those families was the family of his best friend and so when they tried to when they take the house they they own ownership of his house his old house where his father committed suicide and she buys the house back Mm. to give to him and he immediately blows up he's like why would you ever do that what are you trying to say what are you trying to do are you just trying to flaunt the shit in my face she's like what are you talking about i want to have this house so we can live together so you don't have to live with me and my you know my new family in their house and i want to give it back to you and your mom and it's like his insecurities are really just get to me but then james starts flirting again and i'm like fine fine (laughs) but you know he apologized for a lot of the stuff he does um yeah 
And the only thing I didn't like was this constant, them constantly saying that she's like a daughter to us, but you're willing to sacrifice her up to a man that you wouldn't even let your blood children marry. Yeah. So those mm-hmm. were I didn't like. I liked the chemistry between the leads. I liked that the female lead was written with great agency compared to a lot of female leads. I like the setting too. It's interesting to see like the 60s or the 70s in a different country. Mm-hmm. So I like that. I recommend this drama, but go in knowing you're going to be frustrated. Just go in knowing <laughs> that you're going to hate the sequel, the second female lead, and they they let her story go. I feel like they gave her a too easy ending. Her basically her family goes bankrupt. Um, her fiance starves himself to death, and then she turns oh into a nun at a temple. <laughs> And I was like, mm, after all the shit that she did, okay. I still don't think that's enough karma, but whatever. Last but not least, this is probably the number one most recommended Thai historical ever. It's called Love Destiny, but it's also called Poop Pa Saniwat, starring Bella, yes, the female lead from the drama we just got talking about, and Pope. Um, <laughs> you weren't lying when you said all of these actors are... Or working with other multiple times. times. So the synopsis for this is long. It's basic. Oh, oh, I'll read the beginning of it. This is a story where karma, merit, love, destiny, and a moon mantra combine um, to fling Kate Surang, a chubby archaeologist, into the body of another woman during the Ayutthaya era 300 years earlier. Let me just casually start off with how the the cold opening to the first episode the cold opening to the first episode, Nia, is a murder plot. Now, stay with me. <laughs> stay with me. We are in Ayutthaya. We are in the 1700s. The, yeah, the 1700s or whatever. This woman, don't know. I, I think her, we were, I'm pretty sure um, her name is Katakade. But it looks like she's like the daughter of a, royal, uh, a noble family or whatever, and she's with her servants and she's like, I need you, you see that boat right there on the river with that bitch in it who's trying to get with my fiance? Need you to go flip that shit. What? <laughs> and so what happens? <laughs> the servant gets in the water, flips the boat, and the, well, their goal is to drown the noble girl who's in it, but of course she gets saved, right? Because their servant's also in this little boat. Now, let me mind you, in Ayutthaya, it's like a um, it's a city built around rivers and canals. So that's like the biggest transportation. So it's like it's a little wooden boat, right? Mm-hmm. And so she flips it, and the 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 servants help the noble woman, but a servant dies. That is the beginning <laughs> of episode one, and I was like, "What the fuck <laughs> is happening?" <laughs> And so then we jump into the future, <laughs> the present, where we're with um, Kate Surang, who's an archaeologist, and she's chubby, and she's the only um, child of her mother, and her grandmother love her, and she's got a little something going on with her best friend, who's also an archaeologist or whatever. And um, basically, they're at this temple at night after studying, and a spirit... Now, wait. I gotta go back to the past now. So after... After this little accident happens on the river, people were like, well, we got to find out what the fuck happened. So they start looking towards it. Now, on the night 
that this happened, the male lead who, uh, the male lead saw, uh, Kadeke's, like, uh, coming back into the house. He's like, um, and he's like, tells his father, this woman would rather throw a piss pot at somebody than go pee outside. I do think he's like, I'm convinced that she's the one who set this up, almost tried to murder somebody. His dad. So the whole, the whole relationship dynamic is that in this house, this noble house, the father is a tutor of the prince. The son is like a a count of this count or whatever. Um, They all work in the government and he's supposed to be arranged to get married to Katake, the evil woman who just tried to commit murder. Right. Well, didn't try committed murder. She committed murder. (laughs) And so the minute Kadakate stepped in this house and she saw him, she was like, oh, this man will be my husband. Here's the thing, though. She's not a good person. Beats the shit out of her servants. Is disrespectful to his mama and his daddy. She's like the definition of what a second female evil lead would look like, right? And so mm-hmm. to figure out whether she did it or not, they decide... What would you do, Nia? Let me ask you. If you had a guest in your house and you think they committed mm-hmm. murder, what would you do? And you th- wait, and I thought they committed yes. murder. Get them out of my house. Right? <laughs> that's the that's the first jump. Do you know what this family decides? They're going to use a ancient mantra that was passed down in their generations. And the point of the mantra is that if she actually did it, the spirits will come and get her. Wow. Nia, what I said, I said, y'all could have just kicked her ass out. She ain't got no other family. What was happening? So, um, they did the spiritual ritual. And lo and behold, this bitch, while staring, she can see a temple outside of her window, right? Staring at the window. She basically gets hot to the point where it's like, um, I guess it causes like an extreme fever that basically kills her off. But because she was staring at that temple, her spirit kind of goes to that temple right and so in the present our female lead kate sudang our archaeologist sees the spirit so her and her now this is so funny because the first time they see the spirit she was she's with her bestie and he leaves her there and i was like you bitch ass <laughs> motherfucker leaves her there but then they get in the car and they drive off and she's like i can't believe you left me back there he's like i'm sorry but that shit was scary and i was like <laughs> i was like can't even be mad at you <laughs> that shit was scary but then the spirits in the truck and they basically have an accident and kate sudong in the future wakes up and katakade's body of the past now this means a lot of things it means one that to the people who don't know that she is from the future, it looks like Katake came back, which means that she didn't commit the murder, right? And so it's this whole story about this girl's spirit in this past body who was an awful person who has to figure out how to survive in this house when everybody thinks she's a murderer, when everybody hates her. and But she's not like um, Katake at all. Kei Tsurang is like very nice very sweet she's very caring she knows history and so to be in this house with these people is kind of like um it's very interesting and fun to watch because you know she's acting strangely she's talking differently she's like using you know slang and speech and modern speech like that and they're like oh i guess 
so the 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 excuse is that I guess the mantra made her forget everything. Like she doesn't know who anybody is. She doesn't know that she's you know engaged to get married and all that good stuff. And so you get to watch basically this woman who's obsessed with history basically get to live it. She's married to a man who ends mm-hmm. up becoming a um what the fuck do you call it when they send an ambassador to Britain? Like he's mm-hmm. like written in the history books. The king that who's over this kingdom is written in the history books. Her father-in-law is written in the history books. And she's, like, sitting there talking to them. So she's, like, every time she meets a new character and when a new person gets introduced, she's just, like, you're who? <laughs> you're the... You're the... You're whose brother? <gasps> and she's just, like, it's it's so fun to watch that. And then it's also fun to see her... um you know, try and fit in with the times here and learning what is true in history books and what isn't true in history books. And it's a great, I feel like mm. it's a great introduction to Ayutthaya and Thailand during that period. So I highly suggest that drama, this drama, but there's also like the romance aspect because her fiance who fucking hated her guts. <laughs> like he was like, I'd rather <laughs> die 10 toes down than get married to motherfucking Kata Kid is like obsessed with the fact that she came back, he's like, because I'm not 110% sure, even though he has no evidence that, you know, Katakade was the one who was the cause of the boat accident. So his obsession with this new version of this woman basically uh, is shows how they fall in love. He's like, she's smart. She, you know, she's funny. And, you know, they end up falling in love and Bella and Pope have great chemistry together. They've literally worked on like three or four projects and we're getting a a part two. But the things I liked about this um, was that in a lot of stories, when they were trying to turn to the past, they were turned as like good people or like a royal person mm-hmm. or something like this. No, Mar- not Marin. Nia, when I say this woman is <laughs> awful, every single time that Kate Surang would ask people what she was like, what Katakade was like, it cuts the footage of her just slapping people, her slapping people, throwing shit, cussing out people. I'm sitting here and like, mm-hmm. oh, this woman was a monster. The funniest take had to be when she asked why she has a bad relationship with one of the servants. She slaps five women in one go, like in a line. I'm like, this is slapstick at this point. <laughs> like, and so... Kate, um, Kate Turang has to basically, she basically has to like make up for all of Katakade's wrongdoings. And, you know, um, and then Katakade, she could talk to her from like, Katakade's in hell. And she's like talking to her. And at first she's like, I can't believe you're falling in love with my fiance, my friend. She's like, she's like, no, I won't fall in love with him. I'll continue to make merit for you with the priest. It'll be fine. But of course they end up falling in love anyway. And of course it's okay because like, she can't go back to her, um, her original life now i was hesitant to watch this because i do not like time travel or spirit jumping genres because the endings are Mm -hmm. always bs they either come up with a bs concept for the two people to end up together in one timeline or it ends tragically with the Mm -hmm. person who's from the present having to go back to the present after being in the past for so long and so the whole lore about it is that Katakade and Kate Tsurang are sisters. They've been sisters in every life they've been reincarnated into. And so their spirits are entwined in this kind of weird fate where they have to make up for each other's wrongdoings or something like that. And so in the present, she basically uh, (laughs) 
they they got in a car accident, and so she basically died in a car accident. Also, which was interesting, mm-hmm. I didn't mention this, but her bestie in the present is actually another male character in the past. Like they're the same actor, and so when she sees them, she's like, "Oh my god, it's so great to see you!" They get real friendly real quick, and her fiance is like, "What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Why are you getting?" They're his best friends with the man, but he's just like, "Y'all have never been close. What is this sudden change?" You know, stuff that makes her real suspicious. But we find out that right. even though it looks like her best friend in the present, that spirit is actually the spirit of her fiance. So he got reincarnated um, into looking like, well, yeah, he basically in that lifetime in the present, um, they probably would have fallen in love and had kids. But because um, he was driving the car that caused the accident, he ended up turning into a monk, which also made um, Kate Surang, the the archaeologist in the present, be able to get into her sister's body in the past, right? And so it's just... Sounds complicated, but the lore makes sense. And because the lore made sense, I was like, okay, I like this. I've actually watched it twice. This is how much I like the story. It's realistic without being boring. Um, and I thought it was a great way to introduce Thai dramas. Now, here's the two things I didn't like. They, because this is, um, you know, the 1700s, of course, men have more than one wife. When in time have men never had more than one wife in the past, but you know she was talking about how it's unfair to, um, you know she's trying. Also, one thing I did really like about this that she's trying not to change the path of history, because you know, like in some mm-hmm. historical things, um, the characters do a little too much and it fluctuates time and shit. But in this one, she's just like okay she's like i can't tell you everything but i can make a hint like she she's the one like when her husband and all the other um men have to go to france as ambassadors she's the one that teaches them french and i'm like okay that doesn't mess with the timeline because they were Mm -hmm. already going to go to france as ambassadors anyway right she's very cautious about what she says and does and i like really love that aspect but she was you know the one thing her you know present millennial mind couldn't get over is having multiple wives and so she was talking with her servants about what happens to women who were like caught cheating or anything like that and they were like oh yeah um they let a horse fuck you and i was like oh what (laughs) what that was punishment for women who were cheaters in 17th century ancient thailand i guess and i was like Oh, men have always been garbage. Okay, that's great to know. <laughs> um, but yeah, they were just talking about punishments for women who were cheating, and I was just like, okay, yeah. Um, I hated that. <laughs> didn't, didn't, I don't know if that needed to be part of the drama, but I guess they were just trying to be realistic. And so then the one other thing that I didn't like is that they have our our, our antagonist for the entire series is a man named Constantine. Constantine is um. And this is actually actual Thai history, but he was a man who was during this time of the Ayutthaya period that was trying to get the king to what, Nia? Convert to, I think it's Catholicism or Christianity or whatever. Right. And I'm like, you motherfucking colonizer. Also, let me just show you the wig this man on because they kept trying to convince me that this man was foreign. He is obviously a Thai man in a light brown wig and I just got to... Just gotta get that reaction on camera. 
go ahead and check the chat. <laughs> oh, I sent it to the group chat. I should have just sent it to you. <laughs> the girls are going to see this and be like, what? <laughs> like, Excuse me? <laughs> oh my goodness, Tori. Are you serious? Are they for real? <laughs> what am I looking at? Ah! That's that's like grocery it's, store wig. It's that's a shake like... and go from like Circus what? City. It's like it's a bad what? wig. They oh were trying God. to convince. They said find the first <laughs> wig we can find. They were trying this whole series to convince me that this man was like from uh, some European country, and I'm like, this brown man, and this the eyebrows say Thai already. <laughs> this the eyebrows are giving. I am from Thailand. <laughs> and the wig is so bad. But you know what's worse? When I was watching it the second time, the wig didn't catch me off guard that bad. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> oh, wow. I became numb to it. Numb to it. <laughs> you, you're bad. But yeah, the wig is awful. But he... Your bad, your bad <laughs> wig senses got... They were like, oh, wait, we, we don't know what's going on. This might be like top five uh, terrible wigs. Awful. Because... <laughs> like... I, it's like a whole it's a, it's a piece <laughs> it's like they put that thing it's a unit <laughs> yeah it's a unit it's a bad wig but um and it was crazy that the foreigners in this drama i don't have screen caps of it are also wearing similar wigs and i'm like why them too <laughs> why why does the white man <laughs> with a brown beard have on a shake and go ginger wig i don't understand <laughs> <laughs> But this man's name is Constantine, and he's basically working for the foreign powers in um in Ayutthaya to basically he's trying to basically sell the kingdom that is not his to the French, and I'm like, the colonizing audacity. Now I'm gonna warn you, people of color, if you're gonna watch this, you're gonna get triggered because this man is just like, of course I'm willing to sell this entire country, entire kingdom, and its people. For the sake of money and power. This is a foreign country that has taken care of you. And like he's like he's in the king's court. He like becomes like the the chief financial agent or some shit. And you decide you're gonna pay them back by selling the country to the French and inviting French troops to come to the country. Of course that shit doesn't work, which is amazing. But but um he has a relationship with a character named Maria. And I guess Maria was known in the history Thai books as someone who created like very um signature traditional Thai desserts or whatever. And so when um they meet when the female lead meets these characters, she's like, Oh, that's who you are, oh, that's who you are. And so we kind of dock at that. But the way that the drama had their relationship written is that Constantine sees Maria's father's a fabric salesman, right? And he's like Persian or some shit like that. So Maria's like European Persian or some shit. And she also looks mm-hmm. Thai, but she could probably be Thai Chinese. I don't know. But he sees her and basically forces her father to marry her off to him into his house where he already has several wives, concubines, children. Cause you know, the man is this man who couldn't become powerful in his home country is very powerful in Thailand. And so their relationship, I was like, it's always been abusive, but I don't like the fact that they tried to make Maria love him at one point. Um, I was like, mm-hmm. this man out of spite, out of spite, 
because he thought that um she was dating uh the male lead at one point and this never happened she just thought he was very nice a very handsome person I kind of just admired him respectfully without ever crossing lines. But when this man and his wife, who was the female lead, come to visit her because they're friends after she gets married and they want to see her baby, out of spite, Constantine takes her uh, her handmaiden, who she's kind of like raised on her own, and has sex with her. And I was like, why are... Like, that's how oh awful this man is. And so I don't understand the whole obsession was kind of making Maria subdue to her fate with this kind of love for him. Even I guess she was just trying to make the best of her situation, but I didn't like it. Um, it was very annoying. Even the second mm-hmm. time to watch that, but yeah, those are the only two things that I didn't like about the series. I give this series a nine. I didn't say what I gave for Padua, but Padua, I gave an eight. I might knock it out to 7.5, but it's still a good, but this is probably the best. Um, <laughs> These are it's it's a story that is fully rounded off. It's like ticks all the boxes. Mm-hmm. None of it feels um over the top. None of it feels um out of place. And it's a great historical. So I always suggest that you start with Love Destiny if you like Thai historicals because it does introduce you to the Ayutthaya period, which is used um is used constantly in Thai historicals now. With that being said, I need to do something while we're here. Well, while I do this, Dia, out of the three, which one did you think you find the most interesting? This last one, though, because that one has, like, things that I probably, mm-hmm. some of it I would watch. Like, the like the sort of the introduced, like, the time travel. Like, it's not time travel. Would you call it? Yeah, like, body switch? Well, it's, call it? it's only, like, it's a one-way body swap. It's like, I guess time travel is the gotcha. better uh, saying for it, kind of, but it's spirit time travel, gotcha. not like her entire body time travel. Mm, not in turn. Right. Exactly. So I kind of like that premise more. Um, it seems like something that'll keep me more interested in kind of like the, even though it's not time travel necessarily, uh-huh. it's like, it kind of is in a weird way. So I, I feel like that would be yes. interesting. Which one was the least interesting to you? <laughs> oh my gosh honestly it's a tie between the second and the, the third the first one? because yeah. yeah i feel like uh yeah 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 because we're yeah, yeah. yeah. i don't know yeah, why yeah, i put yeah, it yeah. opposite in my head yeah. like, but you know yeah <laughs> but yeah like i think it's either those i feel like i just would be like this is a little too much the first one is chaos <laughs> so no thank you <laughs> and the second one feels like just a lot of drama yeah. if that makes sense like family drama and i'm just no thank you you got to be in the mood for those two uh-huh so love destiny 2 the third one is coming out with a second it's coming out with a second mm-hmm. one because people love bella and pope and i'm like per but i'm gonna we're gonna figure out this plot together right because if i i read <laughs> it over the first time and i'm like no but i'm gonna try to read it again and figure it out right so and this time it's supposed to be, even looking at the pictures, I think it's supposed to be about the children of our leads in the first series, right? Because they have them dressed up as parents in here, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, cool. We can see everybody from season one coming back in season two per. So then my question is, then what is the story about, right? And so I'm looking at it, right? It says, after the demise of her parents through, the, through an accident that caused... 
um, the female lead to lose her memory. She only has her aunt as her only living relative. The female lead works as a gardener, which leads her to discover a mysterious box one day. Curious, she instructs a worker to open it. However, upon touching the thin paper in the box, the female lead suddenly finds herself in a different location. As soon as she arrives in this place, she is kicked by a strange man who claims that the paper in the box is actually a scripture called Christina Cully, which is the mantra that was used in the first season, right? I'm like, okay, whatever. Mm -hmm. The female lead needs the scripture to go back to her world, and so she asks for the paperback, but is stopped by the owner of the garden. The male lead, right? Who are the sons mm-hmm. of our characters from the previous series? Our main lead and female lead from the first season, right? And when she realizes that she will not be able to return, the female lead attempts to learn how to survive in this new place. However, the longer she lives there, the more attached she feels to the place, the people, including her feelings for the male lead, despite people around her telling her that she does not deserve him. Now, my problem is... The male lead in this series is played by the same actor from the male lead from the first series. And the female lead from this series is also played by the female lead from the last series. But they are also playing the parents. They're playing the parents and the children. So are you telling me... (laughs) So are you telling me the main lead of season two is finna fall in love with a woman who looks exactly like his mother from season one? Who is it? Who is his mother in season two? Wow, <laughs> that's wow. <laughs> that's a I was like, they made. I um, want Love Destiny too, but under what circumstances? Under what sacrifices? Because I just complimented this drama for having great lore, and not only that, I think he's playing twins. So the male lead has three roles. I think. I think he's playing. <laughs> him the father and then the two sons nia what am i gonna do <laughs> wow <laughs> that's that's i uh, i don't even have a reaction that's crazy. i don't understand how they're gonna explain this <laughs> i don't understand how they're gonna explain this nia how are they gonna how i don't <laughs> <laughs> They have some work cut out for It's them. coming. Like they've got pictures and everything of the cast. And I was just like, why my thing is is that if we were gonna get a two, I would have loved to see the male lead go back in time. But then I realized all the lore is about the two sisters and their spirits, right? Being reincarnated and all that good stuff. So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, so she's the only one who can go back in time. Did we have to go back to Ayutia? And if the kids and if the people wanted just to see Bella and Popa's parents with their kids did they also have to play the children that was the unnecessary part they don't have to play the children I would rather watch them just play the parents oh god see some shit doesn't need a season 2 some oh shit doesn't need a season 2 because honestly they had reached a level and that was it <laughs> huh. okay but yes this was Tori's trip down Thai historical drama lane. Um, I hope I didn't scare you <laughs> off. I promise you that there are very <laughs> No, I mean it's 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 very shocking, but I yeah. feel like it's entertaining. Yeah. So it's to our listeners. Wow. I just say give it a try. Um I say take all reviews on anything with a grain of salt. Please um 
form your own opinions. Um, I definitely recommend you start with Love Destiny and move on from there. Yes, I know it's two hours every episode, but you don't have to be like me. Don't binge it. Don't binge it. <laughs> that's what I do. You don't have to be like me. Um, you can just take it in a stride. It's only 15 episodes. Um, and I will show you how to find it. If you come join us on our Discord, or you can come talk to me on Twitter about your favorite uh, Thai historicals, questions about Thai historicals. Um, let us know which ones you think we should check out next. Um, you can also come chat with us on TikTok, a commented podcast. But uh, heads up, because we'll probably do a review on Alchemy of Souls uh, once it gets done airing. And the historical junkies, though, aren't often. We have not gone anywhere. So <laughs> um, maybe we'll do a create <laughs> with comments to historical junkies. Uh, uh, yeah. Ooh, that Since we're not, since there's not a lot of historicals coming out, at least in Korea this year. So, yes. But until next time, mm-hmm. I'm Tori. And I'm Nia. Bye.